Deer Trucking Awesome. What do you think of when someone says tough? Honestly, I think of a Toyota truck. Tundra's one mean mother of a truck with a twin turbo V6, an incredible going power, and the Tacoma claws through terrain with a taller suspension and lots of creature comforts in the cockpit. Both Toyota trucks are decked out with tons of cool features and tech you'll dig. Check them out at toyota.com, folks. Visit your front range Toyota stores today. Toyota, let's go places. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next? Last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Good afternoon and good evening, rugby fans. Welcome to episode 88 of the DNVR Rugby Podcast. My name is Colton Strickler. I am your host. I'm excited for the show we've got for everybody today. Uh, good interview with Sam Phillips coming up here in a little bit, but before we jump into the interview, we'll go ahead and start the show the same way we do every week, and that's by jumping into the breakdown. So we'll start the breakdown with the Colorado XO news, as I do you know, every week, I, I kind of through the spring. XOs are up to a lot of different things. So uh, if you've been paying attention, the XOs dropped a close one to Rugby HTX last Sunday in Houston uh, by a score of 35-33. to 33. Everyone I've talked to about the match just kind of talked about how slow the XOs started. Um, that's kind of been a trend all season. They've come back, I think, a couple of different times now. Um, it seems like it takes them 20 or so minutes to wake up. If you look back to the uh, that Clemson match, that one was streamed. They played kind of slow at the beginning of that one, turned it on there. At the end of the first half and then into the second half, of course, this was kind of the same thing. Went down early, battled back in it a little bit, and then they just could never uh, get over that hump and take the lead. I think if they would have taken the lead, it would have been uh, would have been smooth sailing from there on out. But that wasn't the case. They fell uh, 35-33, like I mentioned. And, and with that, they fall to 5-2 and two on the spring with that loss. But I think it's kind of hard to be too upset about it. They took uh, an MLR Academy team down to the wire. And this isn't the second week that this has happened. They they beat Pathway 404 the week before. That's Rugby ATL's academy side. Uh, Houston's got the best of them this last weekend. But it sounds like it could have gone either way. Sounds like, you know, if they would have, you know, played with that fire from the beginning, just cleaned up a couple of mistakes. I'm sure people have seen some of the yellow cards that uh, Rugby Factory has been posting. So you kind of see the mistakes that they're making. I think it could have gone a different way. But... Uh, they'll get the chance to get back on the horse this weekend with the match against the Hartford Harpooners here at Infinity Park. This will be the first time the XLs ever play inside the stadium. They've been doing some trainings and stuff, but this will be the first home match. Um, very excited for it. It's the one will be close to the public. Unfortunately, I will be there. I'm lucky enough I, I get to go. But it will be streamed so everyone can can finally see what the XLs look like, see what the, you know how their rugby transition has gone. That will be on the Infinity Park website, and I will pass that link out as soon as it's live. So make sure you're following along so you can keep up with that. Um, that's kind of what's going on with the XOs. There have been a couple of guys that come in. I know uh, Luca Tani is a guy that, that's been here for a couple of weeks now. 
um, and they've signed a couple more guys as you know injuries happen and whatnot. They're still recruiting like nobody's business, um, and I, I would imagine the summer is going to be the same. So make sure you check out the Exos and the Harpooners match this weekend. Should be a good one. Like I said, I'm very excited for it. Very excited to watch these guys play rugby, um, and it's fun. Like I said, I got to see them down in New Orleans. It was just fun to watch. And I can imagine now that they've had three months, three, or I guess five months, actually. It's kind of crazy how quick the year's going by. Mid, Mid-May, mid they have been at it for five months. Uh, it's going to be awesome to see the difference from the beginning all the way till now. So I'm sure you check that out. We'll go ahead and close the, the breakdown this week with a little bit of MLR news. And the, the, the big piece of MLR news that came out this week actually came out today on Thursday morning. It's that the Los Angeles Giltinis will be playing the Utah Warriors in SoFi Stadium next weekend. So that will be the first time that fans ever get to step foot into SoFi Stadium for an event, and it will be for an MLR match. That's pretty crazy when you think you have the the Chargers and the Rams of the NFL playing in there. I'm not sure too many people had that on their bingo card, but if you did, that's uh, you get some incredible foresight. So make sure, I mean, that's going to be cool to watch. I'm looking forward to seeing how that looks on TV and all that next weekend. Uh, but we got to get through this weekend first. So with that, we'll go ahead and jump into the, all the rugby that you can watch this weekend. We'll start with the Rainbow Cup. We've got Zebra Rugby versus Benetton on Friday at 10.55 a.m. These are all in Mountain Time, of course. We've got Munster versus Ulster on Friday at 1.10 p.m. Glasgow Warriors versus Edinburgh on Friday at 1.10 p.m. I always forget to mute my computer. I'm sorry about this. Uh, Celsi Sharks versus Emirates Lions on Saturday at 7.55 a.m. DHL Stormers versus Vodacom Bulls on Saturday at 10.10 a.m. Scarlets versus Ospreys on Saturday at 12.30 p.m. Connacht versus Leinster on Saturday at 12.30 p.m. And you can watch all of those matches on ESPN+. Moving to Premiership Rugby, got Sale versus Leicester. On Friday at 12.45 p.m., Northampton versus Gloucester on Saturday at 7 a.m. Exeter versus Worcester on Saturday at 8 a.m. Newcastle versus London Irish on Saturday at 8 a.m. Bath versus Bristol on Saturday at 9.30 a.m. Harlequins versus Wasps on Sunday at 8 a.m. You can catch all of those matches on Peacock. The Allianz Premier 15s is back after two weeks off. So we've got a full slate of Allianz Premier 15s. We've got DMP Durham Sharks versus Harlequins Women on Saturday at 7 a.m. Labrador Lightning versus Sale Sharks Women on Saturday at 7 a.m. Wasps FC Ladies versus Bristol Bears Women on Saturday at 7 a.m. Worcester Warriors Women versus Saracens Women on Saturday at 7 a.m. Exeter Chiefs Women versus Glasser, Glasser Hartbury Women's RFC on Saturday at 11 a.m. Um, it sounds like there will be coverage for all of the 7 a.m. matches on Premier15s.com. That's kind of what that made it sound like. We're just probably going to have to keep an eye on Allianz, uh, Premier 15s, or Premier15s.com, excuse me, to, to figure out what you know what's happening with that. Uh, moving into Super Rugby Australia, we're in the final of Super Rugby Australia and Super Rugby Aotearoa. Um, we got so we have two matches left, obviously. So Super Rugby Australia. We've got Reds versus the Brumbies on Saturday at 3.45 a.m. And then for Super Rugby Aotearoa, we've got the Crusaders versus the Chiefs uh, 1.05 a.m. on Saturday morning. You can catch both of the Super Rugby finals on ESPN Fans' YouTube page. Uh, and then, of course, we'll finish up with the DNVR bets. Uh, I think this is probably the final pick. I know that Super Rugby Aotearoa and Super Rugby Australia will play each other um, in like a trans-Tasman type of thing in the next few weeks so we may bet on that we may not i'm still trying to figure it out but 
Super, uh, DNVR bets for Super Rugby Aotearoa final. You got to take the Crusaders minus 10.5 over the Chiefs. This is like betting against Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Do you want to wake up on Saturday morning and be the person who bet against the Crusaders to win their second consecutive Super Rugby Aotearoa championship and their fifth consecutive title? I sure don't. That's why I'm rolling with the Crusaders to cover. I th- I just think, you know, I, I know the Chiefs have kind of been a, a thorn in the Crusaders' side this year. I've We've gotten burned on if you've been following along with my picks this year. We've gotten burned on it before. But you just can't you can't bet against the Crusaders in the final. Like I said, that that's that'd be the wrong thing to do. So I'm rolling with the Crusaders minus ten and a half. We will see what happens with that. Feeling good about it though. Um, and then moving into some major league rugby fixtures to close out all the rugby that you can watch this weekend. Uh, we got a full slate after you know a couple bye weeks last week. So we got Houston Sabercats at Nola Gold to start the weekend off on Saturday at two p.m. Mountain Time on CBS Sports Network. We've got Austin Gilgronies versus New England Free Jacks on Saturday at 2 p.m. on the Rugby Network. We've got Rugby ATL at Toronto Arrows, which is in Atlanta, so it's kind of, you know, it's a home game for Rugby ATL. Uh, but this is the Fire and Ice Cup. They're dubbing this. This is like rivalry week in the MLR uh, of some new trophies and stuff. So that's on Saturday at 5 p.m. Mountain Time. Uh, it's on the Rugby Network as well. We've got Old Glory DC at Utah Warriors to round off Saturday at 8 p.m., and that's on Fox Sports 2. And then on Sunday, we have the L.A. Giltinis at Rugby United New York. They're competing for the Champagne Cup. Uh, that's on Sunday at 11 a.m. That's on the Rugby Network. And then the final match of the weekend is San Diego Legion at Seattle Seawolves, Sunday at 6 p.m. Mountain Time. And you can catch that one on the Rugby Network as well. Uh, and that does it for all the rugby you can watch this weekend. Of course, we got the Colorado XOs and the Hartford Harpooners mixed in there. That's on Saturday at 2 p.m. I don't know if I said the time. Uh, but that'll be on Saturday at 2 p.m. Mountain Time. And, of course, we'll blast the link out when I th- when that link goes live. So with that, that's all the rugby you can watch this weekend. We're going to jump in the interview portion of the show. Very happy to welcome on Colorado XO Lock Sam Phillips. He's got a really cool story. He dives into it, so I won't blabber on about it too much. But he's a former tight end at Southwestern Oklahoma State University, transferred to Louisiana College. And then he's timing really has not been on his side, as you'll learn as he kind of tells us, talks us through his football career. When it comes to football, timing just really has not been on his side. Uh, so it's cool to see him get an opportunity like this playing rugby. It's working out for him. Seems to be really enjoying it. He's gotten a couple starts this year. Um, but really enjoyed my conversation with Sam Phillips. Really good guy. Wish him nothing but the best. You can watch him play this weekend. He will be playing against the Harpooners. Uh, so make sure you check all that out. So I won't, like I said, won't blabber on too much about it. I'll let Sam talk about his own story. So with that, we'll go ahead and kick it to my conversation with Colorado XO Lock Sam Phillips. <laughs> all right, now we welcome onto the show Colorado XO Lock Sam Phillips. Sam, how's it going, man? It's going great, Colton. Thanks for having me on the show today. Yes, thank you for taking time out of your day to come do this. I, I appreciate it, especially on. Uh, you you could be doing literally anything else, but you're talking to me, so I, I really appreciate that. So. Sam, the first question we ask everybody is this. Can you tell us a little bit about where you're from? Uh, yeah, man. So I'm from Longview, Texas, uh, northeast. It's about – it's in between uh, Dallas and Shreveport, kind of in the middle, close to Tyler. You know, uh, I'm pretty sure most people know where Tyler's at. Uh, but, uh, yeah, born and raised there. Uh, moved to Arkansas my senior year and finished at Clinton, Arkansas, Clinton High School. And uh, then I ultimately went on to play football at Southwestern Oklahoma State, and I finished up my degree and playing time at Louisiana College. Very nice. 
so just tell me a little bit about the sports you played growing up. I knew you were a baseball guy. Uh, ultimately, you know, played tight end in college. Just kind of how did you, you know, tell me about the sports you played, how you decided that football is something you wanted to take seriously, and, and how you ended up at Louisiana. Uh, so growing up, sports was definitely a you know really important part of my life. Uh, football was big from day one, just, the, just because of the connection I had with my dad. Um, formed that at a young age. We always went to high school football games together. You know, uh, you know, had a good time with that. And uh, big baseball guy. Grew up playing travel ball, uh, etc. Actually played junior high football my seventh and eighth grade year. Uh, whenever I got to high school, pressed pause on that because I wanted to focus on baseball more. Uh, but you know, growing up in Texas. Kind of hard not to play football. Yeah, I uh, didn't want to miss out on that opportunity. So uh, junior year, I started playing varsity football at Gladewater High School in Texas, and then after my junior season, I ended up moving to Arkansas and uh, played at Clinton Clinton High School my uh, senior year. Very nice. So I know that you, you said you went to Southwest Oklahoma, right? Yeah. And then and then to Louisiana. Um, just kind of take us through your college career. How'd you decide to go to Southwest Oklahoma, and then how'd you end up ultimately at Louisiana? Uh, so Southwestern Oklahoma, uh, it, they kind of they were one of the first people to show you know interest in me. Um, great staffs. Shout out to Steve Day. He recruited a uh, great guy, and you know they had some really nice facilities for the D two uh, conference that we were in, the Great American Conference, and uh, great coaching staff. And I really liked the way they like to utilize a tight end there as well. Um, so it really kind of made my decision pretty easy. Yeah, and then how? What kind of went into your decision to transfer? Uh, so coaching changes, yeah. uh, just didn't know if it would be the right fit for me personally, uh, with what I wanted to do. And so that's, you know, why I ultimately made that decision to transfer to Louisiana college to finish, yeah. uh, cause they're an air raid type of offense. You know, they haven't really had a tight end like me. That's a receiving type that can move down the field and block too. And, uh, so they were pretty excited about getting me down there. Yeah. Very nice. And how'd you enjoy your time there? Uh, Louisiana College is really cool. Uh, definitely, you know, it's a small, uh, you know, liberal arts school, Christian school, private school. Um, so I feel like, you know, ultimately in the long run, it was better for me personally uh, mm -hmm. just to develop as a, as a man, um, mm -hmm. having to do all the extra stuff and all the tedious things that, you know, you might not have to do at a state school. Uh, but looking back at it, I'm really glad that I did decide to go there. Yeah. And I know just before we were talking, before the, the first recording, the rendition of this <laughs> crash, but it sounded like you, you got thrown a curveball your senior year of high school or your senior year of college, excuse me. Can you kind of take us through that time of your life again? Oh, yeah, man. So it was kind of a crazy experience. So uh, my junior year at the end of the season, I was all conference selection for tight end and um, actually got invited to participate in an NFL junior day uh, at Northwestern State in Natchitoches uh, at the end of April. And, you know, went there, had a good little workout with this, uh, the, the Saints and the Giants were there. And um, looking forward to my senior season, they were like, man, you know, as long as you just put up the numbers, uh, produce and have a good year, you know, you shouldn't have a problem getting picked up by somebody. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was very optimistic about, you know, hearing that from those guys. And so I uh, decided to really take it serious, uh, you know, going into the summer before my senior year. So uh, went down to APEC in Tyler, Texas. They got one in, you know, DFW as well. Shout out to Bobby Stroop, Tony Bush. Uh, them boys definitely got me right down there. Uh, was definitely in the best shape of my life. And so I showed up my, for my senior year, went through fall camp, was looking great, uh, played in our first scrimmage. And then uh, the Tuesday of our first game against Stetson, I got a call from the registrar's office. And they were like, hey, you know, we need you to come up here and discuss your eligibility situation. And so I was kind of confused, didn't know what was going on. 
and ended up showing up to the office and there was this little old lady named Eileen there and I, yeah bless her heart man but it is what it is she still ruined my life no I'm kidding uh, <laughs> uh showed yeah. up and uh she told me she was like she was on her computer and she was like you know uh I'm looking at the the tracker for the NCAA and it looks like uh you're out of full-time semesters to play and I'm sitting there like man what you know kind of you know just shocked you know just kind of numb Pretty sure I asked her two or three times, and the third time I just stood up and walked out because I knew something wasn't right. Um, and so that really put a uh, fork in the road, no doubt. Uh, so, you know, going forward from there, I had to mentally really figure out what I wanted to do as far as, you know, do I want to pr still pursue the NFL? Do I just want to get my degree and just start coaching and teaching? Um, so I decided to, you know, kind of stop sulking and, you know, get back into shape, stay in shape, just, you know, just in case opportunity did come up so that I would be physically ready for the opportunity. And uh, at that point, that was when I started getting emails from these uh, you know, senior showcase games in front of NFL scouts. And so I ended up actually still getting to go play in the National Bowl in Daytona, Florida, the D3 Senior Classic in Myrtle Beach, and also the College Gridiron Showcase in Fort Worth, where I also met Sean. Uh, and that was, you know, we'll get into that a little bit later, but that's also <laughs> my connection to here. Very interesting. Um, so, yeah, so it's kind of a blessing in disguise. I played in those games and – uh, the first one I played in was in the National Bowl and um, competed in that. And what was crazy was, is, you know, I got, I got pulled to the side by some scouts and, you know, they were talking to me and all that. And, uh, you know, they would ask me, you know, so how, how was your senior season? You know, how did, how, you know, how did you do? How did you look? And, you know, I had to sit there and tell them the exact same story every time to every single scout. You know, like, hey, man, you know, I didn't have my senior year, <laughs> uh, but I just took advantage of this opportunity because I did still get an invite. And, you know, I guess it worked out for me in the long run. Uh, but it was also kind of hard to get up to speed with everybody else just right. coming off a, you know, 11, 12 game season, having the game reps and, you know, playing up to speed and, and you know, and, and all that. So uh, just being able to still stand out and get noticed uh, was definitely a confidence booster for me. Okay, I want to backtrack a little bit. Did you ever figure out like how that got mixed mixed up? Was uh, it like a transfer issue? Like, did that have something to do with man, it? Was I, it? You know, I really don't want to. Was it even it. worth it? It's, you know, I had a lot of people telling me that I should sue the school, you know, just because of, you know, possible, right. you know, financial, you know, you know, not being able to make that money because I had a lot riding on that season. Um, but, you know, I'm not the type of guy to, you know, point fingers and, you know, blame. Uh, it is what it is. I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. Yeah, no, for, you, you know, don't it's, have to do that. I was just yeah, wondering. Yeah, no, uh, but, you know, like I said, it is what it is. And, you know, really, I just, it just kind of adds another chip to my shoulder with what yeah. I'm doing right now. So then you play in these showcase games. Like, what happens after that? Sounds like it went pretty well. You're talking to some people. Like, then what happens? Yeah, man. So I ended up talking to, like, eight or nine organizations. Uh, and really, they all just kind of said the same thing. You know, like, you know, you look good. You know, just coming from a small school, you know, you got to make sure you have a good pro day and put up those numbers. Uh, so then I ended up signing with my agent, Ricky Simmons, out of Baton Rouge. And uh, moved down to Baton Rouge and, you know, lived down there for about three and a half months. And uh, was prepping for my pro day at Louisiana Tech. And then he also got a workout with the Saints lined up uh, a week after that for me to go uh, work out in front of them. And so I was down at uh, Traction in Baton Rouge, you know, uh, training with Ryan Clark. Shout out to my guy, RC. Uh, and that was a really cool experience. I was in an NFL prep class with five or with four other DBs, you know, being the only tight end in the, in the room. Uh, what is that? Explain to people what that is. Uh, DB. So defensive. No, 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 no. NF what is this class? What do you mean? What'd you say? You're in an NFL. Okay. So, yeah. So basically a lot of these, you know, a lot of these, you know, training facilities, you know, some of them, they'll have NFL prep class. And basically what that is, is uh, they train speed, you know, cause 
in the combine and your pro day, they test like your 40, mm. uh, 5, 10, 5 oh, pro So AG. you're just working like specifically on what you're going right. to get tested. Okay. Right. I right. thought this was a whole different thing. Never mind. Sorry to interrupt. Oh, you. no, Keep you're good going. sometimes. It's rugby. You got to explain yeah. yourself. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, you know, they basically specialize in just training for your pro day, just mm. the exercises you're going to be doing down there. And uh, the first couple of weeks were kind of hard because, you know, being the only tight end with defensive backs way faster than me, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, in the long run, I'm a worker, you know, so it, you know, it made me, you know, rise to the occasion and hang with those guys. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that was the best thing for me to do was being with those guys as well. Um, but, you know, Miss Corona happened. Mm. Uh, so that put a stop to everything that I had going on, man. You yeah. know, uh, it's kind of, it was really frustrating, uh, you know, because I, you know, I put that last semester in, the, in that spring, I was supposed to graduate with my right. degree. Talked to my parents and they were okay with me putting that on hold. Uh, so pushed all that to the side for this have all this stuff working out for me. And then another, another thing that was out of my control. Just, yeah, just bad happened. breaks. Just happened, man. You know, it's just bad break after bad break. Um, and so after that happened, man, so I ended up, I was like, dude, I got to finish school. Yeah. What's the next step? So I ended up going back to uh, Louisiana college as a student, uh, finishing up that degree, uh, last fall, last semester, Very nice. uh, got that taken care of, finished that in December. And then I was really about to start substitute teaching, man. It's and it's it's so crazy because I you know I was trying to get a substitute teaching job yeah. to get my feet wet so I could get yeah, a full time yeah. you know coaching teaching gig in the fall. Um, and so in the meantime, I've got Sean Sean Clark hit me up, you know, trying to get me interested to come up here and check it out with a rugby thing, and because we had networked at the CGS in Fort Worth that little uh, pro showcase, and uh, he I guess he, he said he had seen me working on my Snapchat, you know, still putting in the work, staying in shape, and. You know, he kept hitting me up like, man, you know, this is opportunity if you want to take it. Mm -hmm. And honestly, at the time, I was like, man, rugby, come on, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, seriously. That's what I was going to ask you. Like, did you know yeah. anything about it at all? Is this I something had... you even like? I mean, obviously, I know a lot of the guys, like a lot of the guys on the team I've talked to, they're so focused on working on their football goals and stuff. And rugby doesn't cross their mind. So, like. This is not. This is nothing you've ever like considered before, right? Nothing I've ever considered before. I kind of thought it was a joke at first, um, you know. And so, yeah, I feel bad for Sean. Sorry, bro. Uh, <laughs> because I kind of didn't take it seriously at first, and it's a crazy story because I was literally driving down to Texarkana, Arkansas, to put a, a deposit down for an apartment, mm -hmm. and on a Thursday, and uh, went down there with cash, talked to the lady, and they were like, no, you've got to, you know, you've got to do it online. So I was like, well, crap, I'll just come back and do it. I'll do it on Monday online. Yeah. You know, and on my way back, guess who FaceTimes me? Mm. Sean Clark. <laughs> and so I'm like, man, like, all right, you know what, whatever. So I pulled over on the side of the road. I answered his FaceTime, and I was like, you know what, Sean, you got like so-and-so amount of time to sell me. Tell me what it's all about. Oh, yeah, give me your pitch. Give me your pitch, man. And uh, and so after that, dude. Uh, what did he say? He just, you got to tell me the pitch. Man, he just <laughs> he was like, dude, I think you would love it. I've had the most fun I've ever had up here playing a sport. You know, it's actually really well organized. You know, they've got to, you know, they know what they're doing. It's not some kind of joke. Like, it's mm. serious. And I was like, all right. And he was like, you know, Peter Pass really wants to talk to you. And so uh, I'm about to give you his number, talk to him, we'll figure something out. And so got on the phone with Peter, talked to him a little bit, and uh, – that following Friday, I was on a on a flight up to Denver, man, and uh, I mean, I guess the rest is yeah. History. Here you are talking here to I me. I am, man. Very nice. That's I mean, that's crazy. It is. It's all timing, right? Like, and unfortunately, it sounds like you've been on the wrong side of timing twice. So it's like cool to see this work out for you. So now you're here. You've been here since when did you get here? February, you said. I think February. It was the first. Week, so the Nola match was yeah. like the first game I was here for. I didn't play because I had literally no practice. Right, right, these right. Days. 
And then that next week, I got thrown into the fire yeah. against uh, L.A. Yeah, so first week. how are you liking it? You've been here, what, now? What is this, three months now? About the, going on three months. I love it. Yeah. Uh, it's been a real nice change of pace. Kind of, you know, just it's it's so, you know, with football, especially at this level, there's just so much pressure and so, so many expectations mm-hmm. um, that, you know, you kind of stay tight all the time and you're afraid to mess up. Yep. Um, but coming in, coming into this, I mean, they're, they're, very, they're very understanding that, you know, there are going to be mistakes. You know, we'll work on it. We'll develop, get better over time. You know, it'll, you know, it'll work itself out. Is there some specifics of the game itself that you've found yourself to, you know, enjoy? Do you like, do you like, and I mean, you're a tight end, so you've carried the ball. It's not foreign to you. A lot of the guys we've talked to, I feel like a lot of guys on this team are defensive guys. So like they're, they're chomping at the bit to actually touch the ball now. So what is there, you know, what do you like about rugby specifically? I I just really like the physicality. Um, As far as translating, you know, football to rugby, uh, the carrying part has been easy to translate yeah. over. Uh, probably one of the hard, the one of the hardest things that I've had to, uh, you know, learn is the tackling technique. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because in football they just tell you to throw your head in there and just get yeah. it down every way possible. You know, and not having that much experience at that, you know, yeah. and then translating to this, you're like, oh, you got to tackle this way, head behind your body, you know, front shoulder, front yeah. leg. And, you know, it's, it's, it's been different, you know, but honestly, the past couple, two or three weeks, I've actually started to finally figure it out. Yeah. And that's given me a lot more confidence with what I'm doing, you know, in rugby in that's general. That's good. And I feel like that's a very common thing, especially like me, for instance, I played rugby in high school and I came from a football background. When I played, I played football from when I was, you know, in second grade up until senior high school. And every year they taught you, teachers like, you want to cut the guy off like with your head, right? Oh, yeah. And that is so bad for you. And yep. like, so when I start playing rugby, like that's how I know how to tackle. And you can't do that when you're oh, playing man. rugby. You'll that's get, the, you'll yeah. get a knee to the head. Exactly. Something. And so that's yeah. how's me getting my brain scrambled every week because I'm throwing my head across guys like way bigger than me. And so I feel like that's a very common thing a lot of people say. And, and I would imagine that's the hardest thing because especially you guys, like I this is me trying to, you know, unlearn things I've been doing up to high school right. and like add on four or five, six more years where, you know, you play high level college football, you play in the NFL, like it's all the same. It, I, it would just be that much harder to unlearn. So, yeah. And then I, I mean, on top of that, dude, the cardio. Yeah. Cardio, man. Cardio is key. You got to be fit. Yes. fitness. I mean, coach Mark says it all the time. Fitness, fitness, fitness. You know, how good of a rugby player do you want to be equals how good is your fitness level going to be? Yeah. Um, so that's, that was you know, in football, playing tight end, you know, 10 seconds, boom, you get rest. <laughs> Unless we're going to hurry up, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, that's really just two-minute drill type of you know, right. situations. But, uh, man, like, I've gotten great sh- – I've gotten in so much good shape, you know, being yeah. up here doing the cardio stuff. <laughs> that's a, It helps being at altitude, too, I'm, I'm sure. Oh, man, going to sea level and playing, you can run for, run for yeah. days, run for days. <laughs> that's, that's funny. Uh, so, Sam, who's, like, been the biggest help to you if you had to, like, pick a couple guys? And I'm sure – you know, not to single anyone out, not to, you know, make anyone else feel bad. But I'm sure there's been a couple guys that, you know, maybe you've learned a little bit more from than some other people that you just have interactions with on a regular basis. Uh, man, some of the guys that come to mind that have been really kind of helpful and really supportive, you know, my guy Sean, of course, uh, Chase has been a big help, mm-hmm. Tawny, um, Trey Smalls, Vince. I mean, I mean, Vincent, uh, Vic. I mean, really, everybody's been really supportive, which is really a cool thing. Yeah. I mean, Coming in six weeks, you know, later than everybody else, having to really catch up, you know, get thrown into the fire against L.A., um, you know, and them not getting frustrated with me and them still stepping up to the plate and helping me get caught up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, even the coaches, you know, Trav and uh, Coach Shabbat, 
Uh, you know, the first few months, that, or first couple of months that I was here, I mean, they would stay after practice with me and get work. Mm -hmm. And if there was something I needed to work on, they would take time out of their day to help me with that. So uh, just mad respect for those guys. Yeah. Really mad respect for everybody for, you know, helping me get caught on as fast as I have been catching on. So we go back to like that first match you played in against L.A., Explain to me how that felt. Like, did you have any idea what you were doing? Or was it just like running around? Like, how? Because uh, it's it's the same for everyone. I feel yeah. like like you can you can practice as much, you can watch as much tape as you want, but until you like get in there and do it, it's just a different feeling, right? It's a different feel. It's just like in football getting those game reps. Yeah. You know, uh, I would compare it to you know a chicken with his head cut off running yeah. around. Uh, <laughs> it was right. interesting. It was just pure athleticism that yeah. game. Uh, I tried my best to understand what was going on, but really didn't understand what was going on. Uh, G-Mac and those boys had to definitely pull me around and tell me where to go. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, but even still, like, they only had one more game than you did, right? Like, yeah, they only had I mean, 80 more minutes of experience yeah. than you. I mean, but, but I, it does matter. It does matter. Yeah, I'm sure they, like, they, they still, you know, they had the rules down, what they were yeah, doing, and where they to had line been, They had and, a little bit of a head start on you, too, going back to November and, right. you know, the whole off-season training program and all that stuff. But... Uh, it's a question I like to ask a lot of people that have played rugby for a while, but you guys have had a number of matches under your belt now. So you, I've, I've seen that you can start to answer this, but like a lot of people, a lot of like rugby people have said they, they can pinpoint like when they realized like rugby was fun and like they caught the, the bug. Like, do you have a moment like that yet? I think it was, I want to say maybe Miami. Just that was yeah. my first, that was my first start. I was out there. I knew where I was supposed to be. I knew <laughs> I was supposed to line up and. You know, really knowing where it's supposed to be is half the battle. Yeah. And then the rest is just your confidence, you know, because, I mean, yeah. especially in a rub, you got to be confident with what you're doing. Yeah. And me finally, you know, at that point, finally realizing, oh, I've got to be here. And we line up on the you know, defensive wall. You know, yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Boom. I'm, I'm so and so. I'm you know, in, in attack. You know, I'm, I'm in the point. I'm yeah, plus yeah. my, you know, whatever it may be, uh, I finally knew where I was supposed to be. And knowing that and knowing where I'm supposed to be at just makes me play even better and more loose mm -hmm. and uh, way more confident. Because like you said, like it being an all athleticism in that first game, like and it's bare bones. Rugby is like a pretty simple game, right? Like you tackle the guy who has the ball when you catch it, you run or, you know, you pass it. Like, so I can imagine just knowing where you're supposed to be like that, that makes the other stuff easier. Like I don't need to go over here and make this right. tackle this time. I don't need to. It's, it's about know? saving energy. You exactly, know, you got you yeah. to know when to use it and know when to turn it off, you know? And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see who's the next one I got. Uh, how are you liking Colorado? That was going to be my next question. Colorado is it's awesome. It's a nice yeah. change of pace. Uh, you know, growing up, did grow up in Texas, uh, lived in Louisiana, Arkansas, Oklahoma. So I haven't been too far up north. I wouldn't say yeah. this is north. It's kind of, you know, Midwest. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, you know, waking up in the mountains, dude, every morning. <laughs> can't really complain about that that yeah. much. I can imagine the, the weather. Will you like the cold? How are you liking the cold? You know, so when, whenever I actually came up here, we yeah. just had had that really bad ice storm right. in Texas storm. And then leaving that to come up here for a blizzard, you know, I'm just like, man, I'm just, I'm not used to the snow yet. Yeah. I mean, the snow is cool for like you know, a couple of days. <laughs> First but after, time you see it, it's always like, this is so yeah. pretty. And then especially now, like you come in the spring, everyone is sick of it by now. It, it was snow. It was dumping snow. What is that? March. Had a nice big blizzard. That oh, was, man, it was dumping snow at practice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm yeah. not used to that. The, you know? the spring snow gets annoying for sure. So uh, you're, you're warranted in your feelings there. Uh, <laughs> Sam, I, I just wanted to ask you, like, just how do you, you feel the season's gone so far? You're what the, the guys are, what, five and two through seven matches now, just dropped a close one to Houston. Um, just like how, how have you feel like you guys have progressed and how have you 
uh, you know, you know what has the coaches talked about in these last couple of matches? Man, I think that uh, personally, I'm really impressed with just the way that we have progressed. You know, because I had I was here week one against Nola, and mm-hmm. I have been able to see you know us as a team, uh, you know, get better and improve week by week. Um, and I mean, even, you know, when we played LA twice, right. So, yeah. you know, we lost LA the first time in like the last three minutes. Right. And then, uh, hearing them talk about, you know, us coming back, what, two weeks later mm-hmm. and just saying that this is a completely different team. You know, we actually played a rugby team this week, yeah. you know, and just, I mean, this, I mean, they said it, you know, we didn't, yeah. we we're sitting there putting in the work and <laughs> just hearing it from somebody else. You're like, yeah. Oh well, man, but I guess we really are really yeah. coming together and becoming a night, you know, a really good team. And, uh, I mean, even with the Houston loss, I mean, it was, what, two points? Yeah. Um, I mean, we could really easily be 7-0 right now. Yeah. And uh, it's just really eye-opening and incredible just because we – I mean, a lot of us all of us do not have that rugby background. It's just <laughs> pure athleticism. Yeah. And so I think that we're going to be something dangerous to mess with, you know, in the next year, you know, year and a half, two years, man, uh, if we can keep this core group of guys together. It's going to be right. something special. I don't know. You have another opportunity this week. You got the Hartford Harpooners coming to town for the first – I think this is the tr- the first true rugby match that's been at Infinity. Let me see. I have it in my notes here. In 400 and 400 and like 27 days or something like sheesh. that. So <laughs> I don't know how to hit him with the sheesh real quick. Yeah, there you go. Uh, it's something like that. I can't find it right now. It's 427-some days. That's no knock on, on the Stars and Stripes match for the women's team that was here in November. But th- this is a true – there's no scrimmage. This is a true rugby match. So how, how excited are you to, you know, play at home finally, get in the stadium? It looks beautiful out there right oh, now. Man, the you, know, you guys have been training out great. there. Uh, just, you know, how, how excited are you to, to get back on the horse, especially after this loss? Uh, I think, you know, bouncing back from a loss is going to be, you know, everybody's got something to prove. Uh, I think that – it's going to be really cool to actually see, you know, Infinity filled up with fans and, you know, see the actual atmosphere, you know, when, you know, when, it, when there's a rugby home game here. Uh, because, like, from all the pictures I see and just yeah. stuff on the website, I mean, <laughs> it looks like it's going to be – place is going to be jumping. Yeah. So – I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to actually watching you guys play. It's been – I watched Clemson match, the stream of that, but I was down in New Orleans with you. That was – the first look, I'm looking forward to see the progress that you made. So, Sam, that's all the questions I had for man. I usually leave this last part open if you want to, you know, shout anything out, promo anything, feel free to do so. Oh, man, I just want to say uh, shout out to my friends and family back home in Longview. Uh, love you guys. Thank you for being so supportive and what I'm doing and, uh, you know, always having my back. Uh, shout out 903. <laughs> all right, Sam, thank you so much for your time, man. I really appreciate it. <laughs> all right, I hope everyone enjoyed that conversation with Colorado XL Lock Sam Phillips. I know I say it every week. It gets repetitive, but I really do appreciate uh, the guys taking their time out of their day, especially on their off day. That's usually when I record those. Come chat with me. Uh, guests make the show. So big shout out to Sam for coming through. I appreciate it. Uh, we'll go ahead and jump into the required reading now. The interview portion of the show is over. So required reading this week is actually required listening. If you listened to the show last week, you'll know that I teased that I was going on Rugby Pick'em, uh, talking about this weekend's match between the XOs and the Harpooners. Uh, so I went and knocked that out last night. I have some more fun stuff coming out throughout the summer with Rugby Pick'em. Uh, looking forward to, to seeing all that stuff go live. But, of course, I will link that uh, podcast in the article that houses this podcast. A little mental puzzle for you right there when that goes live. So make sure you go check that out. Uh, talk to Had some fun, you know, asked some fun questions, talked about some of the, the favorite podcasts that I've done on this show. Talked about, you know, some of the guys on the team and, uh, just is just a fun episode all around, so make sure you go check that out. And then finally, we'll close the show with the loop. I don't have very much to say in the loop this week. Follow along with all the content I'll be making around the Exos match against the Harpooners this week. I will have you know podcasts. We'll have a recap. 
Um, be sure to watch a match. It will be on Infinity Park's website. Uh, and, of course, be sure to follow along with all the fun stuff we're doing on Twitter at DNVR underscore rugby and at Colton Strickler. Other than that, guys, that's that's really all I got. That's my show. Uh, I really appreciate you listening. Have a great week. Have a great weekend. Enjoy all the matches this weekend. And I'll catch you all back here next week. 